0: going on everybody welcome back to another exciting episode of the vile files going deeper edition i'm your host nick joined by amanda in studio ali is in her home we haven't had the band like together for a while
1: we've been doing skeleton crew
0: yeah yeah just you know but we're here like we're as far as you dear listener are concerned we're we are here just not in the same room how's everyone doing
2: fabulous. I feel like uh, a medical miracle. If you thought that you couldn't get COVID twice within four and a half months, I'm here to prove you wrong. Yeah. A lot of repeat.
0: Were your symptoms more or less like what was that experience? Like?
2: Well, last time I had COVID, I had strep at the same time. So that was miserable. Um, oh yeah. I
0: forgot about that.
2: So I felt like it was primarily strep. This time, the first 24 hours were brutal, but then I felt like I significantly improved. And you look great. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. I have COVID is yet to come knocking on my door.
1: Same. I will. I always say I've yet to test positive. Yeah. Because I, I don't kinda, know if uh, I had like an asymptomatic.
0: Yeah. Me neither. But.
1: But I. I and I know it's like morally neutral. It doesn't matter. But I do have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder where I'm like, I evaded COVID so far. I'm gonna get it ASAP. Now that I've said that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get it. Like, people have definitely have had, like, there's there's been studies about long-term residual effects of getting COVID, so, like...
1: My friend said all of the food, or off and on, the food she eats tastes like sulfur. And it's been, like, six months.
0: Yeah, so I'm definitely trying not to get it, you know. On a lighter note, 90% of people want to date someone yes. who go to therapy. Okay, therapy. so this is
2: something, I don't know if it's been popping up on people's, like, for you pages, But Haley Bieber previously did an interview and they were playing a game of, is it a red flag if someone you're dating or interested in dating hasn't done therapy? And she had a very eloquent explanation of, you know, she would say it's a red flag, but also it's very inaccessible to certain people in different areas due to financial reasons. Um, But she did very much recommend it especially if you are thinking more long term or if you want to marry someone so also according to hinges 2022 dating prediction data mm-hmm. 91% of users want to date someone who goes to therapy how many of those eight-
0: users go to therapy how many of those, right? how many of that 91% cuz weren't you saying in your uh, matchmaking job there's mm. a lot of like i want the x y and z for my partner Many of which are qualities that that person doesn't yeah. have themselves. Well,
1: something's not adding up because everybody says they want it, but haven't been able to find it. And yeah. so, if the number of people who wanted it were the number of people who possessed it, we would have a like lot more. Like saying
0: off. that no one asks questions on dates. A hundred percent. And everyone mm-hmm. saying everyone's talking about themselves on dates. It's like. Uh, hmm. <laughs>
2: That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But it's also interesting. The data also said that 89% of daters are more likely to agree to a second date if the person mentions therapy on the first date. So clearly you're going to hook them when you're talking about Bieber. I agree with
0: Haley Bieber. I, you know, like, I, 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 it's like everything else these days. I think red flags, like what's a red flag? I think red flags are completely subjective. There's like your obvious ones, like if they're rude to waiters, like you know if they They don't
1: tip, if they get unbelievably drunk on your date, like that's a red flag, or
0: incredibly reactive for small reasons. But like the only red flag when it comes to therapy on a first date would be someone like saying how stupid therapy is and how they don't believe in it and how they like advocate against therapy. That's a red flag, and but someone who hasn't gone to therapy who might be like, yeah, I don't know, I just haven't done it, or like, you know, I'm not sure if it's for me, but whatever, like, yeah. I feel like it's, it's less fine. of
1: a red flag for not going and more a green flag if someone mentions they go. Like, I yeah. I find it to be, because, well, a question to the group is what are the assumptions you make about someone if they say they're in therapy? Because for me, I think of a higher level of self-awareness, reflectiveness, Not holding on to certain stereotypes about the need to go through things with independence and white knuckle it, but rather seek help in appropriate areas, all of which are qualities that I love in a partner.
2: And I think also if they're open about maybe challenges they've gone through and then they pair that with therapy, like I'm automatically, it's a green flag because I'm like, oh, you don't just, again, do the white knuckle approach or try and suppress it. You want to actually grow from this and that I think is a good indicator of them being able to grow in a relationship as well.
1: One thing I thought was so hot was I was dating this guy who he was he was kind of a robot in certain ways. He was he was incredibly polite and nice but almost to a like fault or not to a fault but just very wow like sometimes I was just like robot perfect person, perfect habits. And he mentioned that he is no longer in therapy once a week, but he said he goes once a month just to make sure he's maintaining his toolkit and checking in. And I was like, wow.
0: That's what I do. He's evolved. You only go once a month? No, I go every other week. Okay. And it's just a maintenance thing.
2: It's a tune-up.
0: Yeah. it's just like a ch- <laughs> some. And sometimes, like, I'm like, I got nothing, Darlene. You know, I'm feeling pretty good. We figure out something. And half the time, I'm like, i like, get her advice on, like, Things we talk about on the show, like make sure like I'm assessing a situation correctly. And I'm like, hey, it's it's I'm paying for the hour, so I I just use it however <laughs> I want, you know.
1: It's like an exorcism when I go to therapy. <laughs> like I feel like I this stuff that I didn't even know I was bottling up. Like I have start. I've been in a real crying era in therapy. Where recently I just I start crying, and sometimes it's I've, not even
0: I've yet to cry in therapy. Oh. Was well, that a red flag? <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> You're done. Canceled. I'm a big crier. I'm a crier on my day-to-day life. But I was so. actually,
1: that was something I was talking, because I had a little bit of a meltdown. I always get the worst Sunday scaries, like really, really atrocious terrible panic, Sunday scaries. And I had a meltdown in Griffith Park. I was absolutely I sitting on my perfect picnic blanket with a thing of raspberries in a book. It was supposed to be self-care. And then I got super overwhelmed. And I ended up calling my mom. And I was like... Was "This is yesterday? This was yesterday. And I was like... The thing in LA that I'm struggling with is I have some friends who I really, really like, but I don't have anybody at the level of friendship where they would check in on me. Like, I have friends where we could make really low-stakes plans, where we could just hang out in each other's presence like quality time but i don't have friends who would reach out and make sure i'm doing okay the same way my friends from home would and my mom when we were talking about crying in front of friends she was like it's a risk but it's a risk that's worth taking like it's always going to feel vulnerable to be the first person who cries in front of someone
0: Uh, so are you just going to bring out friends and start crying and see what happens
2: (laughs) no i had a full breakdown in front of a friend not this past weekend but the weekend before and i was getting in my head and i was like everyone hates me and everyone's going to leave me and she gripped my face and was crying herself and she was like i am never leaving you and it was a very beautiful dramatic moment
0: <laughs> yeah do i need to, i only cry for commercials and, and i'm call her daddy and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm more of a happy tears guy i'm not a sad tears guy
1: so yeah, sometimes when I feel a sense of community, like sometimes when people do the wave at sports stadiums, I tear up because I'm like, look at all these people moving in synchronicity. Or <laughs> <That's laughs> in so bar class. when it's like a bunch of women like moving together, I'm like, wow. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of sports fans out there, big announcement. Uh, Some of you on my Instagram might have noticed that every Wednesday I've been uh, doing a podcast hour on uh, Amazon Live, their new platform called Amp. Uh, I have a sports show, and uh, we've been kind of tinkering with the past couple months, but it's official. It's out. It's called Fandemonium. My co-host, her name is Lindsay McCormick. She's worked with... uh, uh, ESPN, uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, the NFL Live. She's great, and we do it every Wednesday at 3 Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. So uh, if you're listening today, uh, check us out. Again, just go, you'll, we'll put the stuff on the show description to download the amp. It's free, it's live. Eventually, we might interact with some people. We just talk a lot of uh, Wisconsin sports, uh, some national sports as well. I'm a big Packer fan. So all you sports fans out there, uh, I know there are many who listen to the show. Check us out uh, again, 3 p.m. Pacific. Eventually, we will drop a podcast that you can listen to at your convenience. But right now, uh, you can only listen to us live. So check us out.
1: Get it while it's hot. Get it
0: while it's hot. Well, it's, it's hot every Wednesday at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: Also, we have another lovely Office Hours this episode. And if you want that to be you... Shoot an email. Sending those
0: office hour texts, asknickacaspi.com. Hannah Berner is with us. Delightful. Delightful.
1: So funny. So funny. So funny. And I think she kind of, I feel like she um, pushes you, not in an antagonistic way at all, but I feel like we really got some goods from this interview. There's
0: a mutual respect. Yes. I'm a hard nut to crack, but you just have to (laughs) know how to do it. I'm not unwilling to be cracked.
1: Yeah, it's like an egg where it's like, you just gotta do it gently so that way you don't get shell all over the place and break the yolk.
0: No, it's just more like a door. No, 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 you know, I'm a door that's really heavy and hard to open, but not locked.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Just
3: gotta jiggle that key. There you go. Not give up.
0: Hannah Burner, everybody.
3: (laughs) Hannah, welcome. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. First thing I say to Nick is, "Oh my god, it's the first time I've ever met you. I've <laughs> known this man for six years. i met him in person multiple times. Yeah. Why am I talking to your producer instead of you? I'm. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce your last name. We talked about Wisconsin. We go way back.
0: Yeah. Then and you went to Wisconsin. Go Badgers. It's okay, but like on on call her daddy. Uh, Alex was like, Nick, welcome. I go, thanks for coming. <laughs> <Like Alex. laughs>
3: That's when you're like, "Hi, I'm Nick," and I respond to go, like, "Nice fuck. to meet you. I'm Nick." And oh, you're, like, "Damn it!" <laughs> we've both learned and grown and realized things. Yeah, like, we've evolved. <laughs> We're both taken now.
0: Wow, look at oh us! We used
3: to be like city slickers. You got just married, being creepy around the city. Um, yeah, I did. I'll oh, when? Like a month ago.
0: How's it going so far? Honestly, nice. Still like your husband?
3: It's not. It, it's uh, you feel more secure. I thought it was kind of bullshit and just like a waste of money, but. The act of the ceremony really does make you feel... So you you feel feel
0: more secure than stuck?
3: Oh, for sure.
0: Because I don't know, some people might be like, oh, fuck, now we need a lawyer.
3: (laughs) I I guess um, he has to wear a ring now, before he didn't have to wear a ring. I hate how these guys during their engagements just walk around free. Should
0: we be normalizing men's engagement
3: rings? Absolutely. I'm down for that. I'm down.
0: Give me uh, some jewelry.
3: For sure, and however... Who's paying for that? The girl, the girl. Why okay. not? We make okay. money now.
0: <laughs> i just, I just want to make sure. I, also I mean, th- I know It doesn't this,
3: have to be flashy. We don't
0: really talk bachelor on this, but like Dean told, you know, Dean likes to say crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, because a lot of people ask him if him and Kaelin are going to get engaged, mm-hmm. and, he, and he said, I think on his podcast, "I'll buy your ring if you buy me a van," and did not go over well.
3: Oh. I do feel like the finances start evening out, but I don't like when dudes are like, "I spent thirty grand on an engagement ring for you, so now you have to give me all this shit." I don't sure. play that game. Okay. I don't play that game. However, there's also the other argument that once a guy has a ring, he's like more attractive. It's more attractive. Because girls are like, ooh, and he do has you re- so do
0: you really want your guy to wear a ring when he's not ten- when he doesn't need a lawyer to break up with you?
3: <laughs> you know, I I also have a weird thing where I want other girls to think my guy's hot. Like I'll get jealous, obviously, if they were to hook up or something. But I like girls to be like, "Ooh, he's taken. Ooh, he's hot."
1: I think it is so satisfying, especially because men have a track record of looking bad and fo- or not taking good photos of themselves. <laughs> and so it is really satisfying that moment where you do get to show like a presentable picture of your boyfriend, partner, and people are like, "Oh, damn!" Like, I mean, good for you. I don't.
3: I mean, not together. I've never nailed the photo together. Nick, you and your girlfriend are like not attainable beauty so
0: she does a good job of making sure we we look good I take some bad pictures
3: <laughs> I take some bad pictures it's of again. you it is so hard to get almost, two people to I look good I almost
0: fired Amanda once when, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what guest was it I don't remember who it was but we have lots of guests we have two guests a week but I saw I, I didn't like I was like oh man take a picture of me and our guest, mm-hmm. and I didn't look at them. and I went home, and I was, I was literally said <laughs> to Natalie, I was like, what the fuck are these? I, oh you're like,
3: do I look like that? Do I actually look like, <laughs> like that? I love Nick's self-aware vanity. It makes me so happy, uh, but I think I also fuck up photos because I get nervous. It's always when you're not trying that you're like, am I gorgeous? Totally. Like, you just look at a camera, but when it's with my, fian- my husband, I'm like, ah, don't fuck it up, and I'm like, that's seven chins. Who thought you could even do that?
0: Nick, remember when you told me I was going to burn out? I said, be careful that you don't burn out. Exactly. And how does one do that? It's a burnout. It's a real thing. And like many things, therapy is a way to ensure that you are your best self mentally to avoid things like burnout. Well, BetterHelp is here to help you work on all those issues. BetterHelp is making you get the mental help you need easier than ever before because you're able to connect with a therapist or a mental health professional. They have thousands, literally thousands of therapists that work with BetterHelp so they can assign to you a therapist that is right for you. And the best thing about this is that you don't have to go with the first one. Sometimes finding the right therapist is a bit of trial and error, a little bit like dating. And BetterHelp makes that super easy, super convenient. You can do it from the comfort of your home. You can do it from your phone, computer. You know, They just make it so easy and convenient BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video phone and online chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. That's Better, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Vile Files. Get out there, get therapy, help. Mm-hmm. Dating is hard, apparently. I don't know. Hearing other people's dates can be entertaining. And that's where Queen of Hearts comes in, a new dating show that gives you a front row seat to hear all the incredible highs and cringe-worthy lows of modern dating. And I say here because contestants only get to use their voices to seduce one lucky suitor. Queen of Hearts strips away the fake tans, six-pack abs, and movie star smiles, because we all have those, Yep. to focus on what really matters, how good they are in the booth. Each week, the Queen of Hearts, RuPaul's Drag Race veteran Jujubee, will help these blind daters skip the standard cliche, dating small talk. Traffic sucks. The weather is great. These are my dietary restrictions. And get right to sometimes funny and sometimes sexy games. At the end of each week, we'll find out who is one step closer to love and who is headed back to the apps. Follow Queen of Hearts wherever you get your podcast, or you can listen early on Amazon Music and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Apple Podcast or the Wondery app. (laughs)
1: Did you live together before you got married?
0: Oh, we um
3: moved in together pretty quick. It was during COVID. Mm. So we met. I shot a reality TV show where I was locked in a house and didn't see him for like five weeks. So we were wanting each other. It was like it was like I gave him a little taste, then I'm like, I'm crying and yelling at people in a house. You can't get me. <laughs> and then right afterwards. I think you just move in immediately. See if it works. Why wait two years when of, the second you're with him, you're like, I can't fucking take how he leaves forks
0: in the sink. It's kind of what like Natalie and I did, only because well, she lived in Georgia, yeah, and it was like, you know, it was like move here, and then she did the whole like, I'll get my own place. I'm like, let's let's be real here. Yeah. Like there's that's pointless. You're like, give you know me Uber rides I just so bought a house. Be? Like, I'm oh, a big okay, house. Like, like, you might as well, you're just gonna be here anyway. So let's just see if it works.
3: Yeah, I think when. T- also i think when you know you like being around the person it's good and two good-looking people can see each other for so long if it's constantly like fancy dates put them in a the house with no tv or bad netflix shows and sit on a couch and see if you enjoy time with them that's a real fucking date take him to the dmv take him to home goods and annoy the shit out of him and smell every candle for 10 hours like that's how you find out if you're compatible
0: Oh sure yeah pick a fight <laughs>
3: start a fight. On the how first do you, date,
0: how do you fight? That's, that's what it comes. That's
3: isn't compatible fighting. What makes a good relationship? One
0: hundred percent. You I, don't really know if you are going to work out until you know you can fight. Do you remember
3: your
1: first? Do either of you remember your first fight?
3: I remember my first tension moment. Ooh. and I do. I think it says a lot. <laughs> Look at your face right now.
0: Oh, do I have a bad face? He's, no, oh, he's no.
3: buffering. He definitely has a a, He yeah. has a Nick has a rusting bitch face, disgusted face. He's just like, no,
0: I do, and it really gets me in trouble because they there'll be like my whole life I really struggled to be like, you what's wrong? Like, and I'm like, what? What am I doing? You
3: just look like something smells bad. <laughs> all yeah, it's resting ick face.
0: But I mean it's handsome. No, but I'm <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's really gotten me in trouble. It's it's worked for and against me. It's, it's uh, bad
3: for reality TV because they just cut to you always in Yeah, always I give like,
0: them a lot of like like if you <laughs> if you wanna make this guy an asshole. But then like then I'm the mysterious guy yeah. who like I, you know, they can't figure out and it's 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 been both bro- good and bad for me in dating situations and in life but. you have
3: resting disgruntled boss man yeah. <laughs> who's no. just like guys i mean the manager meeting is happening and no one's got their shit together
0: that has <laughs> um, been my whole life
3: i do have to say you know when someone causes the first like drama in a relationship like a guy will call me and be like you you wanna, and you just immediately don't give a fuck and you're like cool Go find... Cool, go away. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, that would be kind of my reaction when something was immediately not easy. Where with Dez, I actually was kind of like... I was being naughty, and I, like, posted something to, like, make him a little jealous, maybe. Not, like, deliberately, but it wasn't... I wasn't, like... Sounds deliberate. I wasn't considering <laughs> That's his... I was just living way, my life.
0: The way you described we it... We weren't this dating yet. It sounds like you knew what you were doing.
3: Yes, I'm, I'm evil, and um, it was planned out. But I... I, we weren't together yet, and I kind of was testing him, I guess, which is not, which is naughty.
0: We all can (laughs) like everyone's manipulative.
1: We all be testing.
3: We I'm testing every day. I'm test I'm playing hard to get still with this man. (laughs) And we're married. But he basically called me and he was like, hey, if you want to play games, like that's cool, but I really like you and I'm not I'm really not into the game playing. And I put my tail between my legs immediately and was like, I'm so sorry. That was like so not cool of me. And I'm sorry that it hurt you. And immediately I became this person I've never been that was like saying sorry.
0: Now I feel like why it works so well is because of how he said.
3: He was calm, and he just kind of called me out of my bullshit, and I thought it was hot. Well, also Also, reassuring you. He was
0: vulnerable. Yes. Because I think a lot of younger guys or less mature guys might have been like, I don't play games. Why do you always do this? And then they'll accuse. Rather, he was more like, I don't know why you do it. I'm confused. I like you. And and that vulnerability was kind of like, well, why am I? And I think without that. I like you. I really like you.
3: It would have just been a stupid fight. Then it would have like, turned into a annoying. fight.
0: He would have like said. He would have like. He would have said something to you that would have pissed you off.
3: He had like a. I feel this way. Yeah. And you can take with that what you want. And that was fucking hot. And but it also takes him. He knew. Like he knew how he felt. And I do think that there's a lot of. I don't know. You could be messy, but you have to kind of put your. You have to be honest with shit you just have to be honest and put it out there and i appreciate that with him
0: i want to go back to engagement rings for males i feel like it's an interesting because i'm down for it but do you think there'll be more infidelities in engagements as a result of men wearing engagement rings and looking hotter <laughs> and then i asked the question on my tiktok uh that you know i got a lot of i i i I was trying to trigger people on a Friday night, (laughs) and I I asked if, would you rather be cheated on or be fallen out of love with over time?
3: Oh, oh, oh. it's fucking Monday morning, Nick. I can't deal with this kind of heartbreak.
0: A lot of people, I think, went with cheated on.
3: Oh. Yeah.
0: Um, Which I was surprised. I would rather be cheated on. No, like A lot (laughs) of people wanted to be fallen out of love with over time. They thought being cheated on would be harder. Yeah. I would rather be cheated on than Mm -hmm. falling in love with over time.
3: Well, cheated on, you're just like, ew, you're a douche. We're falling in love over time. It's like, oh, they know everything about me and they just are not impressed anymore. (laughs) They're just like, I'm good. No. (laughs) Yeah, I understand your heart and I could do without it. Yeah. It's not like,
1: like one impulsive decision. Right? It's like, I know you and I have carefully considered how much I
3: do not love yes. you anymore. It like was talking. like a
0: well thought out like reason I've to be like, I've nah. done research
3: for 20 yeah. years and my thesis statement is- You suck. You, suck. <laughs>
1: you not the one,
3: baby. <laughs> because I actually, I've actually i had like before, I've said to a therapist, like, what if he cheats on me? And the, she gave me the greatest answer. She's like- Then well, they do. They do. And that's him. And yeah. you can't control that. And it's that's, a reflection
0: of that. And then you can be cheated on- and they can regret it and they can wish they had you back. And then you have the choice to either take them back or not. And if you don't mm-hmm. want them back, you, you're, you get that ego boost mm-hmm. as opposed to like falling out of love with over time. They're just like, no, I've really done my due diligence.
3: Yeah. I love to and fail fast. Sight,
0: and the sight of you is disgusting.
3: <laughs> I like to fail fast. You yeah. know, I don't want 20 years, kids, houses, jewelry. Actually, so I could use that.
0: I feel like engagement rings and mails, net positive. Mm-hmm. It equals the playing field.
3: I
1: also think it then presents the opportunity for, like, a Becca Thomas situation where women yeah. propose to men. Because I think no. it's beautiful to, like, yeah. proclaim in a formalized way how important someone is And on is the outside you.
0: chance your fiancé cheats on you as a result of more women finally hitting on him because he has an engagement ring,
3: mm-hmm.
0: now you know. But also— Now you're not marrying the like... guy who was going to cheat on you five years from now.
3: <laughs> True. But it's not going to be, like, an Axe commercial where, like, the second a guy puts it on, all these women start looking his face— but I, I like the power dynamic shifting because, you know, women are just like, I'm just going to sit around and wait for him to decide he wants me. Where if there's an option of women proposing, I think it adds some more balance into the relationship. I mean, and I'm we, just a feminist.
0: We still live in a world where we get, I mean, asked all the time, like, I like him. He won't ask me out. What should I do? Ask him out. Yeah. But there it is still a rather popular opinion to not if, if, if you're a woman in a heterosexual relationship to, to chase or put yourself out there.
3: But you probably have a lot of successful women that listen to the pod. And I feel like a lot of guys are insecure dating women who make more money than them.
0: It's a thing. Yeah.
3: Sometimes. And I think if I women mean, propose. That's what we hear
0: from a women audience.
3: It would give it mm. more of a balance where it's like, oh, like, you know, she doesn't have to be taken care of all the time. I like getting taken care of emotionally, but I don't need it monetarily. It doesn't like turn me on sometimes.
0: Sometimes, Some, I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes you want daddy to pay for it. daddy.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it also speaks to like the tendency for, because I, I think it's inherently vulnerable yeah. to put yourself out there in that way, and then it feels, I think, sometimes even more vulnerable for women because there's this conditioning to be chosen as opposed to be the chooser. And I think it could be very cool if we started. Yeah, I just
0: letting we're just gonna let, let women to, choose. We're just gonna have to over time. I just
3: don't like feeling indebted. Sometimes a ring could be like the ultimate drink at the bar. About like you a drink at the bar. And I don't want to deal with that. Like, I want to get him stuff so he feels like I'm, yeah, I don't want to be indebted to him for, like, a blowjob. I want to give a blowjob because I want to, not because he spent money on a fancy ring.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess this comes, I feel like you're going to know if you're going to get engaged to a guy who would throw that in your face. True. Right? True. No. And I feel, some people weirdly like that shit. I don't know.
3: True. True, yeah, they want to be like feel weaker in that way in the romantic sense, even if you're a badass boardroom bitch.
0: So why aren't you on Summer House anymore?
3: Well, I did get married, which I don't think was ideal.
0: Not ideal. They don't I, they don't believe in marriage.
3: I do think like when I was in my twenties and I was single, going off to the Hamptons was like so fun. It was great. And then our last my last season, we were like stuck in COVID. I met Des. And it was a really hard season and it just kind of, my life changed a lot since then. And now I'm pursuing comedy full time and going on cool podcasts like this.
0: You're really, I, I see you, Well, I mean, I see, you, I guess it's your TikToks, but you're <laughs> a lot of comedy stuff. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've, I've performed like almost every night in the city, working on my spots and then travel. I'm like when putting did you together start? an hour. Well, I started at Betch is really where I started comedy, like writing funny sketches and tweeting and writing memes. I called it like a comedy boot camp. And then I started my podcast and I've been doing stand up for like three to four years now. Um, And I'm putting together, I have my hour that I'm just cutting the fat, making it better. And I have a lot of really great New York City comedians and LA comedians around me that have given me a lot of great insight and advice in the comedy world. I just, I love performing and making people laugh. It's amazing. Yeah, Have you, you gotten heckled? Oh, in a
1: memorable way? Or just like I, stupid? I like- mean, the other
3: day I was doing a show at like 1 a.m. And there were like 12 people in the crowd. And these guys were eating oysters. And they were like, eat an oyster. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll take an oyster shot. I don't get a lot of... I've had... Okay, if a drunk dude starts yelling shit, the audience, like my crowd is hilarious. And we'll just cause a feminist riot and yell at him. Um, but... Eventually, we get him back on our team. I I love the crowd work aspect um, because you don't know what's going to happen. And when you come up with something funny and everyone's surprised, you feel like a magician on stage. Yeah,
0: it's got to feel real.
3: Yeah. And it, podcasting helps me. It's like my warm-up podcasting and just riffing. I come up with a lot of bits from going on podcasts and talking about a topic I never thought of before. But um, I just like expressing myself, and it's unedited and beautiful and raw and scary. But that's kind of, I like to challenge
0: myself. You come up with a bit about men in engagement rings.
3: I actually have been kind of working on it. There you go. And I'll, I'll credit you on stage. That's no, okay.
0: Uh, should we dive into some pop culture? Yeah. Or yeah. Just Absolutely. cultural, topical things?
1: Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. There is a bit of a lawsuit situation. I just feel like
0: the next big everybody's
1: cup- suing everyone right now. And maybe it's always like that, but it feels especially Well, it
0: seems like well, this is off the off the heels of uh the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. Next big celebrity.
1: And yeah, uh, and trial. Black China even though that was not really super contested like the Kardashian.
0: I mean, I'm a I'm a big Brad Pitt fan, so I really I need I would prefer him not to be litigious. Well, just I I don't want to look at him differently. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's going to come out. I think he's the one suing <laughs> allegedly it seems like he's the one who's uh, asked for a, uh, a a trial by jury lawsuit against his ex-wife, Anjali. This all seems to be over like a some winery?
1: Yes, so. Miraval. Miraval. Angelina Jolie sold her stake in the company to a Russian oligarch, um, and Brad Pitt is claiming that she did this as a, an instigator shit-stirring move to make his life worse. As and she should, as kinda, she should, like a te- like a total <laughs> Ted Lasso situation.
3: Let her have some fun. Like what? Also, oh, okay. I actually don't know anything about the sale, but I do think when celebrities put their shit in the public eye, like Brad Pitt, I don't want to know his private life. I want to. It's like Will Smith. I don't want to know like the things going on in his personal life. I just like him as an actor.
0: You didn't. You didn't want to know Will Smith's a cuckold. <laughs>
3: no, I want to know about their beef with their wives because once they do they can really take people down in the yeah. public eye when it's like Angelina versus Brad.
0: Well, it, well, Brad's the one asking for this. So it begs the question, is is Brad just like, I guess maybe Johnny Depp where he's just like, I'm tired of protecting you and, and mm. like all, maybe, maybe he feels like Angelina has been a certain way towards him throughout this divorce. Yeah. And maybe he's tired of things getting leaked out about him. Cause like every once in a while I'll go to the grocery store and there's something about like Brad Pitt and drinking or, or some X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always like, you never really hear too much. It's yeah. always just like that, just a little bit, like yeah. with the, and maybe he, maybe he has tapes. I don't know. Or is him just saying this a threat to, to like Angelina's team saying, oh, I want to take you to court. And knowing that Angelina won't want some of her dirty laundry aired.
3: I I do get entertained, though, with rich people problems. It's like, what, a $180 million property, and they're like... Um, <laughs> it, it's just interesting to see the shit that they're worried about at night. I
0: It seems like Brad... I don't think this is about the winery for Brad. No. If I know Brad. It's not about the winery. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to think I do. I believe he does. I <laughs> feel like this is uh, this is the icing on the cake. It was like, you know what? mine but i feel like this is more about the kids and the custody battle and and the fact is that
3: there a custody battle
0: seems like there is i mean they've been divorced for a while and it's they're still like at each other's throats
3: yeah yeah you, just, i've heard
0: oh. i've heard that she fucking hates him
3: Ooh! oh my god this is some lat
0: someone told me mm-hmm. that he told them My ex-wife fucking hates me.
3: What did Brad do? You know him. What did he do? I don't know.
0: (laughs) It sounded like you know, it's like someone says, Yeah, my ex-wife fucking hates me. I don't know. Or it's just like she just fucking hates me. Yeah. I I don't I'm sure they all did things to each other. I don't know if there was there wasn't a my ex-wife hates me because I yeah. did x y or z the problem with
3: being sh- this fucking famous is anything that gets public i don't think is good for the kids Not good for anyone next thing you know yeah you're all it's like only good Twitter. for
0: podcasters
3: oh actually it's great for us it is great for us yeah. and engagement but it gets the kids will like never unsee certain things written about their parents and it becomes a public battle of opinion which is a messy bitch
0: hopefully they can figure it out outside of the court i mean that that's that's the right thing to say. Yeah, yeah, to settle. That
3: was the right thing to say, Nick. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but people would lose it. Oh, my God. Imagine Brad and Angelina court. And Angelina's like, I didn't know.
0: On the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, like they were talking about shit that really had nothing to do with the trial. <laughs> we're going to get... If Angelina and, and Brad go to trial, we're going to be like looking at all these photographs of her making out with her brother from like 2000 whenever. Obsessed.
1: You had to slip it in. I had to,
0: there's a lot. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you remember, but the, she mm. went through a phase. Kind of hot. And I'm it's
1: a, It's open mouth. Like this is not a peck. Mm-hmm. This is.
0: There's a lean back.
1: Yeah. There is a lot going on there. Well, yeah. another kind of topical trial <laughs> that we should get to is Todd and Julie Chrisley's oh. fraud.
0: Oh,
3: situation so the former they just
0: looked like they always looked like they were up to some shit
3: look you're not a successful reality TV star until you've committed tax fraud
0: well then I will never be (laughs) (laughs) always
3: you're a successful entertainer
0: always pay the government
3: (laughs) but yeah I don't know how these people like always always like the situation, like they're the first people. If That's I a, was, yeah, I don't, yeah. what is it, the IRS? They're the first people I'd go out down my list. I'd be like, yeah, I'm checking the guy from Jersey Shore ASAP. Right. <laughs> 100%. More money, more problems.
1: I'm curious what people think because there's an article on Vox that about the case for fewer friends. Um, there's oh. also. What's
0: the up- argument? What's the case?
1: It's basically saying oh. that the biggest marginal benefit from friends is going from zero to one. So the it, there is a vastly different and positive outcome. The like mm-hmm. quality
0: of life from yeah. like having of one friend.
1: Yeah, and it's not even just like a like a social thing. Like it's literally like health things that they measure.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: health things that they measure.
3: <laughs> I'm a scientist. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, yes, absolutely. She's right.
0: We don't ever want to be accused of acting like doctors, so we really try to dumb it down. <laughs>
3: But it, that kind of reminds me, not to put it back to more money, more problems, but it's like the lottery where they say only about up to a certain amount of money actually makes you happier. And then people who went the lottery have been known to like be extremely depressed, yeah. sometimes trigger warning, suicidal. suicidal yeah. And that reminds me kind of about friends where it's like more friends, more problems.
0: 100%.
3: This study
1: says three to five. Uh, is the sweet it, spot? Close friendships mm-hmm. is the sweet spot. What do you think? How many close friendships oh, what, would you say you have?
0: Hundred, well, it's hard to define close friendship. I subscribe to this story for sure. I do too. I've always been someone who's generally kept my circle relatively small. And mm-hmm. I've always valued close friendships. Mm-hmm. And I haven't valued like acquaintances all that much.
3: Yeah, you don't like, walk around like a squad.
0: Like I don't go out of my way to like make people... I know. Feel comfortable as a. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> People like Hannah, like I haven't really, like we're not friends, so like I'll have you on my podcast every two years. And
3: I'll have resting disgust face. Yeah. And I'll forget that we ever met. But like,
0: I'm not going to like crack a smile for you. No. Um,
3: That's why like, you're like a cat. Like you have to earn, you have to earn, like, have to like earn his love and I'm obsessed with that.
0: I am like a cat and for I hate that <laughs> about myself, but it's so true. But
1: it's like, even when you earn it, it's like still some days it will be like, yeah, I'm not hanging yeah, out with yeah. you. <laughs> really,
3: like, if you try to pet Nick, he'll hiss at you. But like one day you'll be spacing out and he'll like rub on your knee. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. And you had a pet me, He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you thought <laughs> that is uh,
0: scary accurate.
3: That's that's why I'm a cat person. Um, um, fun fact: I have always been like, I love one friend who I'm like we're obsessed with each other, probably unhealthily. But it's almost like, a, like they're my girlfriend. Like, I have my boyfriend, but I also have a girlfriend where, like, I tell them everything. They get opinions on everything. They know all my UTIs, all my bad, like, text messages, all my health scares, emotional breakdowns. Because I can't be that forthcoming with five people. I also cannot be, like, as charming and funny with five people in a day. I only have so much to give, you know?
0: Yeah, 100 percent. Also, like when you have friends, there's always this like the expectation of, well, I would do this for you. Why aren't you doing this for me? Mm. And depending on how many friends you have, you know, if you're like if someone who's like, I have so many friends. And like, you know, we always know people who are like, she's my best friend. Mm -hmm. He's my best friend. How many best friends do you have? You know, And it turns out they only have like a handful of acquaintances. Mm -hmm. but you know like and that's lonely as fuck it, it is but like then you start being disappointed because and and i empathize sometimes with this person and by this person i mean just a gen- i'm generalizing because they really probably are a good friend they really want friends and they're so willing to give themselves to to people but it like dating you know it's that person who's like chasing love and going they they don't have enough expectations of the people uh, who are their friends with. So like, yeah, have that one good friend who treats you right, who yes. goes out of your way, who, who gives likes you, you. Who, who likes you, not just like someone who like gives you access to a certain thing. Mm. You think they're cool and you think, like, you think they're cool to like be in their same circle, but they're yeah. like not your friend and they don't yeah. really care about you. Yeah. Because when you feel that rejection, it, it's an empty feeling. It really, mm. it really depletes you. And when you realize that you've, You've been calling this group of people your friends, but like they're not really friends with you. But you've never really figured out why you want to be their friend or Mm -hmm. what they bring to the table for you, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think people do way too much of that.
3: I think you could also have the same perspective with networking. People like ask advice about networking all the time. And I always say instead of like having... Hundred people's contacts because you're just like hey 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 stop and see who you're not forcing it with and who you like authentically connect with like for example instead of going on like well I do go on a lot of podcasts (laughs) like like Alex Cooper and I became really good friends and it wasn't like a forced thing it just happened naturally and she's been like a huge part of my career and and I've definitely maybe I was there for her maybe I don't know maybe I helped her in some way and we. And that's better than me knowing five hundred people a little
0: bit. I, I bet you have helped Alex. Because I, I'm we're, sure we're um, very
3: similar in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, but also like, and I'm sure someone like Alex um, probably is harder for her to trust certain people. You know, um, she's at you know a certain success level where like it like sometimes it's hard to make friends that you trust. I don't trust easily, especially making adult friends. Or making friends after you have some level of success is a challenge. So I'm sure because your friendship started after she had her success, I'm sure there's a lot of, I think, I'm sure you have helped her a lot in some ways of just like, knowing that there's a level of trust there.
3: I do think your friends are mirrors for you, and she knows, like, I see her as this, like, former athlete, like myself, who's, like, super hardworking and smart, and that's always what how I've seen her. And I think sh- people see her not in that light a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And I know she sees me, she saw me for my comedic talent, not to be like, oh, do you want to be messy on reality TV? And that's why, like, I loved being around her, and I, like, surrounded myself with funny, smart, powerful women. Who aren't intimidated by me? Well, this
1: uh, researcher Jeffrey Hall said it takes 200 hours approximately to get that level of intimacy with people. So 200 it's hours approximately.
0: 200 hours, and I imagine that must be somewhat similar to romantic, like relationships. I do
1: think that's so interesting. Like if that two, number is the same. 200
0: hours. What's two? What's uh 200 divided by eight? 25. So a- if you spent eight straight hours with someone, it yeah. would take you 25 days. To, and that's eight straight hours. And that's of like having real conversations. And yeah. think of all the dates people go on.
3: Yeah.
0: Where it's just like, I'm in love. Or like, I feel like I've known them forever. And they've yeah. been on four two-hour <laughs> I, dates. I do
3: believe that gut instinct in the beginning, though. Like, you know when you meet a friend and immediately you feel good? You just don't know their inner trauma yet. But also... I'm that friend that like third day I'm with you if I like you I'm like okay so then this happened to me when I was 6. Totally. So some so with certain people I think you can trauma bond fast. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think you can bond, but I think that this is a saying it still takes those 200 hours to really build that trust. connection and trust. Consistency. Like, because yeah, I, I you know, when you can trust our guts and yeah, you can feel comfortable, but we've we've all been burned. True. By Realizing someone's like, yeah, yeah, you're not who I thought you were. And I didn't know you forever. And wow, I regret that.
3: I feel like your brand for so long was like you're single and you're trying to find that person. And sorry, now I'm interviewing Nick. And you found a person right now. How do you feel like it's affected your brand? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's ruined my brand. It's ruined it
0: it has <laughs> you being <laughs> well, married
3: i just for so long was like single fun like men are trash vibes and now i'm evolving
0: i think it's all pro- I'm, I'm sure it's ultimately helped my yeah. brand i guess i mean because i primarily have I, I i like you i have m- more women than men listening to the show or my audience yeah and i don't know if like the single it's it, you i was like i've talked about this before like I dated plenty when I was single, and I had some yeah, short short term. <laughs> I had some short term relationships, but I never really talked about them. Like yeah. I wouldn't go to events with people because I always felt like I was given a choice. Like I can either look like a man whore, yes. or I can look like. lonely loser and i i just opted for lonely loser Mm -hmm. the truth is i wasn't either Mm -hmm. right i just was single for a long period of time and i would date some people here and there and Mm. it you know just they weren't my person so you'd move on but over five or six years if you're going to all these like events with someone like a different person it just looks like you know you hear these celebrities all the people they dated well over the course of like five or six years yeah like, it's not that long and of And then a your list. name is
3: connected with all these people that yeah. you didn't even know that well. But I
0: opted for Lonely Loser. Mm-hmm. So I feel like...
3: Honestly, it, relatable. Finally
0: having a girlfriend and it being Natalie definitely has helped in yeah. terms of, like... Because there's a lot of, like, oh, finally, he's found someone. I'm yeah. like, I really was doing fine. Yeah, But like, Would you
3: also <laughs> give, like, new probably angles of advice, too, now that you're in a relationship, sure. which is cool. And yeah. people can be like, oh, ma- now we know, like, it wasn't him. Like, it was just he hadn't met the right person.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I could be like, yeah, I was patient. Like, so all you guys can be patient. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's ultimately probably helped. But I, and I still advocate for like being single. So.
3: Do you know what we have in common? We both start our relationships with a DM slide.
0: Mm. Ooh. Who slid into whose DM?
3: He slid into mine. Mm. Um,
0: so we both been slid.
3: We slided. <laughs> And I'm open to it. Yeah. And he was very direct with mine. What did he say? He was just like, hey, are you in Long Island? And I said, yes. And he said, do you want to get coffee on Friday? And I said, yes, here's my number. Love it. The d- and it, it the Friday makes
1: all the difference. Like presenting a concrete time for planning. What? Ooh. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Yeah. You,
3: you know, once I'm just like, give me the number. I'm like, yes, figure it out, Zaddy. I, I love that. And then the rest is history. How much did you guys flirt
0: before someone was kind of forward? Well, she lived in Georgia yeah. and I lived in LA. So we flirted pretty heavily um, for the first two weeks before we met. Yeah, Like heavily.
1: Heavy petting in the <laughs> flirting department.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I also remembered something I wanted to say about, in terms, of, like you hitting up a girl in Georgia, some would be like... She hit up me. Sh- she hit up you. Yeah. Someone would be like, okay, is... Is he emotionally unavailable? Like, I was emotionally unavailable. That's why I didn't like when guys were that vulnerable with me. Because I didn't want to... I, think I, I f- wasn't I think available I've, for them. I think I have been.
0: I think we... If you're single for a long enough period of time, I think there's definitely periods where you're emotionally unavailable. I don't think it's like, I think for most people, I don't think it's like, for some people, sure. There might be like, yeah, for two years, I would just like was emotionally unavailable Yeah, or I'm an emotionally unavailable person. I need to get therapy. Yeah. I think for more people, it's just like, it might be, I don't know. I went on, like I was, I really went for it on the dating apps for like six weeks and I didn't have any good dates and I, you know, and now I feel fatigued. So now I'm a little shut down or maybe... Not feeling your best self, whatever it is, maybe mm-hmm. from a fitness standpoint, maybe from like your your just work hasn't been going well, so you've lost a little confidence, like yes. there's multiple reasons why people might feel a little like unavailable yeah when i when I first moved to l a the first you know year and a half, I was like. I went from having this very successful corporate job, having a condo in Chicago, like my Chicago. Co- my career was like lined up in front of me, and I had like I was Respect on a, around I, you in the boardroom. I was on a fast track, <laughs> and a very like up and come like not even up and coming, a very successful tech company. And then like fast forward, I was like. Sleeping on an air mattress in my bro- in my buddy's spare room, who in I Venice, barely know, and he's <laughs> no, in the, East, in, East, in East, he's, oh and I, and like this is a friend who's now one of my best friends at the time, barely fucking knew him. I was really making, I was taking some big risks. So, That's
3: exciting. So, and I
0: was like in improv class, and I, I like, but so it was this like, I'm going on dates, being like, you know, not totally confident about what my life's going to look like in yeah. three years. So like that, that could have, you know, that plays a role. So if, yeah. with people, I think you know, whether you feel like emotionally available, it can really depend on just, it could be week to week and day to day. So I think we kind of just need to take it easy on ourselves sometimes. And it's okay to say like, I'm not, I'm not, available but it's not like everyone's just like shut down
3: i noticed that i would go after emotionally unavailable guys like got or guys i didn't like respect emotionally because i'd be like oh if he rejects me or if it doesn't work out he's a stupid model <laughs> or like totally. i would i or guys oh, that God, I, yeah. I, I just but it was it was fun for me because i was attracted to them mm-hmm. and then I realize. oh, no, you're the one. I don't like
0: you, but, like, you're fired.
3: Yeah. yeah, You can't fire
0: me. I quit. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Or you'd feel like you're in control of it because you are not going to fall for them, which is, I mean, messy waters. But it sounds like both your person and my person had the moment where they were vulnerable. And then I was like, oh, I'm finding my emotional availability now. And it does take two to tango. Yeah,
1: I feel like especially if you are going from being emotionally unavailable, you need to get coaxed out slowly.
3: No, like Des yelled at me. He was just like, "I like you, so what is going on?" And I was like, "What does that mean?"
0: Yeah. Oh God! I mean, I guess that is what happened with Nelly and I. It took nine months for her to crack.
3: But crack you, she did.
0: Crack, crack me. Sounds crack
3: sexual. Me. Yeah, it
0: really does. Oh, she cracked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> spine is aligned. <laughs>
1: Wait, this is a random tidbit, but I was at the Las Vegas airport. They have
3: a chiropractor in the airport. Honestly, they're out of yeah, control over they there. they have one
0: in the Minneapolis airport. Yeah,
3: because people are sitting over the like machines all day, like hunched over. They I've need been, to get realigned. I,
0: before before COVID. You I, would do that? No. Well, I, I wouldn't not do it. but So you would do it. Okay. Well, if this tells you anything, I used to live in Venice, and I used to go to the Whole Foods, and as a single guy – you you go to Whole Foods. I like I'm a single like a single serving guy, right? Yeah. You don't go and like buy a week's worth of groceries. No. You're just like, I'm gonna go get dinner tonight. So you go to the grocery store. A little and you, couscous. Yeah, whatever. You buy and, Hot bar. <laughs> and there there was the chair massage lady, Diane. <laughs>
1: yeah, a dollar a minute. <laughs> and and oh, one day shit. I was like,
0: This looks fucking good. Take and all my money, Diane. I, I spent twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> one year on Diane. Oh,
3: I Diane get, is putting your kids through college because I would go
0: I'd go to the grocery store like four or five times a week and I, like it became a thing and I'd get a 30 minute massage every time I don't give a fuck
1: God. That's That's cr- I go to there's this place there's a massage college uh close to my house in East Hollywood where it's $20 an hour and it is the sketchiest situation in the world. Yeah. But $20 an hour is $20 an hour. Yeah. And it's a dice roll because it's students massaging you. They're so like, sometimes they're really good, sometimes they are like they do weird stuff. Like I just want human
3: touch
0: one, at this point. One time a lady did come up to me and uh, yell at me for um she didn't like me on the bachelor. Oh. And my massage While you're getting massaged? <gasps> yeah. Oh my and, God. You, and uh the massage therapist was like, What was that? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, Must be. I, <laughs> yeah, <done> <laughs> I just played dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Whenever like,
3: you're not in the mood to explain yourself, even if someone's happy, like, Hey, I know from Summer House. And someone's like, What was that? I'd be like, Drinking is a problem in this. Like, <laughs> I
0: truly don't know. So sad.
3: Alcohol. Boozy brunches are an issue.
2: Speaking could, of oh, oh, no. friendships, do oh. we want to talk about? third wheeling. Let's get into it. Okay. So this is a very personal topic for me. I pride <laughs> myself on being a great third wheel.
0: I do too. I go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: no, you're good. Um, because my sister started dating her fiance when I was 12. So it's been like 12 years of me third wheeling. And I was told by her fiance that it would actually be weird if I had a boyfriend, because then he would be like a fourth wheel and he wasn't sure how that was going to work. So, uh, I've continued this, and now I am the third wheel of a married couple out here in LA, and the three of us just hang out constantly. So I did a little. Did digging. you put out like
0: a like a like a Craigslist advertisement? <laughs> like, I did I'm not. I like, like like, a hey, unicorn dumbled
2: dumbled
1: for
3: hire. Just a in a platonic looking way. looking for a third wheel, like. How- <laughs> Ease the tension of yeah. your conversation by me sitting there. Yes. Couples who
0: don't I'm really available. like each other all that well and need someone to like break the ice.
3: <laughs> Bridge the gap. <laughs> pick it's
0: something I, I talk about
2: person.
3: in the car ride
1: home.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: so I was thinking that part of this and part of this uptick of maybe third wheeling has to do with uh people being single more. Mm. So I found a survey from 2019, which revealed that 51% of adults between the ages of 18 and 34 do not have a steady romantic partner. And that was on the uptick. So I'm assuming it's even more now. And then I read something that actually being a third wheel or having additional people to your marriage or your serious relationship is actually beneficial. Wait, beneficial in, for who?
0: The married couple or the yes, third wheel?
2: The married couple.
0: Because I think it's great all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: So in 2017, a paper was published in the Social, Psychological, and Personality Science, and researchers found that, quote, spouses who reported being more satisfied with the availability of friends and family whom they know they could connect with during times of marital conflict experience conflict as less psychologically stressful. Mm. We found that having a satisfying social network buffers spouses from the harmful psychological effects of everyday marital conflicts. Maintaining a few good friends is important to weathering the storms of your marriage. So talk shit to your friend is what she's saying.
0: Basically. Also, (laughs) sometimes you just need to let things out because uh, you you can also having friends lets you to like talk shit about your friends instead of your partner too. You and your husband or wife can like talk shit about the third wheel. Yes. And feel better about yourself. over
3: like, oh, she keeps asking me about that. See that movie. What a stupid movie. Um. I also think that I've called friends before and been like, "I'm upset." Is is this normal? And they're like, "Yeah, my dude does this all the time." And like, totally. they immediately change your perspective on shit. Because if you feel trapped in your own head, then bad things happen. Also, you don't ever feel like you're in this routine where you're just with a sibling. Yeah, you, you know, when you're just hanging out and totally. it becomes platonic. When there's a third person there, you're like, you feel like you're dating almost you know you're with friends you're with we're romantic i don't know
0: i also think it'd be incredibly positive for the third wheel especially if the third wheel has a good outlook on it mm. because like a an engagement ring on a man i think a, th- a a positive third wheel not the third wheel like dragging their feet always be like i don't have anybody yeah and like looking around the bar but like someone who's just like having fun with the couple, enjoying themselves. And if you have a good positive attitude, then you're, you know, they're gonna wanna, like your married friends obviously wanna hook you up, which becomes annoying. Mm-hmm. But I think it reads attractive if you are a confident third wheel.
3: Ooh, yeah. Well, what is your
1: take on physical affection of the couple when you are hanging out with like a third
3: wheel? Like, do you oh, reduce- PDA? Yeah. Like- Honestly it turns me on. i just kidding. <laughs> pro. I, f- I feel like I you don't want
0: appropriate th- amount is fine. Yeah, like
3: you don't want to feel like they can't be affectionate in front of you, but also like if you're mid-sentence and they start fingering each other, it's like, okay, let's, you can wait till I leave. I also think though that having a third wheel can help you, I don't know, you understand yourself more based on seeing their relationship too a little bit and what you like, what you don't like. And also, there's clear boundaries, you know. When there's three friends, sometimes it gets messy. Like who likes who more, who's hanging out with who, or with the with the third wheel. It's like you guys are fucking together. I'm the third one, and you kind of feel special. I feel a like guest star. I feel like the only, I
0: feel like it happens more with women friendships than men. Oh
3: my god! All, I feel like three girls in a friendship is disastrous.
0: Because I, in my, and I, just is an outside observer. Cause So tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of women I know will always have one real close friend at any given point in time. Mm-hmm. And they might have other friends, but there's always that close friend where guys, in my experience, have a lot of twos and threes right. and groups of fours, and they they seem to be able to maintain that rather... And like, again, when I know women I know or have known mm-hmm. just it's always been like there can only be one. Yeah. And and when one falls off, you, you it's like, yeah, that there's there's not enough. I'm going to stereotype. Three, three can be messy. And I'm, I don't know if that's true or maybe I agree with you. I could be wrong. But
3: I'm going to stereotype. I feel like women sometimes have really deep, emotional, intimate relationships with. Other women, where men like will hang out for eight hours and you won't know anything about the dude, and like that's just sure. like w- like some tra- traditional. Yeah, it's like hours 7 they're like I broke up and you're like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like dudes sometimes ha- don't but it's like whatever.
0: I hate her. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> they're not
3: as like emotionally vulnerable. I feel like with their buddies where girls are and with girls it's like I can't keep up. It's like me having three boyfriends. I wouldn't be able to emotionally I mean, keep up with that it. That seems like, uh, like possi- a possible explanation. Person, yeah. Well, sense. I feel like I have
1: different friends who unpack things very differently. True. Like I have the one friend who's like, talk, 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 talk. And then another friend who's like, let's talk about it. Let's make some snarky comments and let's move on to yes. happy stuff.
3: Or one friend who will like always take my side when I need her to. <laughs> yeah. And then the other friend who's like accountability. And you're yeah. like, I <laughs> hate <laughs> you. How dare you? Or the other friend who's just like, this is the universe telling you where <laughs> yeah. you have to be. And I'm like, R-r-r-r-r-r.
0: That's me. I'm the Debbie Donner. I'm like, well, it's your fault.
3: <laughs> well, no, that's my, 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 yeah. uh, my husband will be like, yeah, it's called You got fucked. Yeah. Move on. And I'm like, that's not what the world's meant to be. But do you I'm agree like, with, I'm
0: like, you, sm- you mistaking me for Jenny. I'm sorry. Jenny will tell you that it's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the universe did this to you on purpose to learn a lesson. But there's the Mindy Kaling quote, like best friend is
1: a tier, not a title. And I really agree with that. What like, does that mean? I mean, like that, like, best friend is like there, it's a certain tier of friendship that at any given time, I think you can have like two to four people mm. at that like top level. And there might be like kind of like one who slightly guess, edges but I, it out. I
0: definitely don't trust the person who's like, Yeah, they're my best friend, and then yep. a week later, like, Oh, yeah, you know, Eric, they're my best friend. It's like, <laughs> Okay.
3: Also, I've had friends that I fully thought I was their best friend and they'll post on Instagram like, with my bestie. I'm like, I don't even know who that bitch is. And the next thing you know, I'm getting jelly. Yeah. But then who I realized, uh, yeah, some people love that best friend title when like, I, yeah. I also you, do you ever think about when you say I love you in a friendship? Oh, I like, mean? I don't know about dudes, but there's a moment in girls' friendship where you'd be like on the phone. Then you're like, love you. Bye. Like you drop the album in friendships as well. And it's vulnerable and it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. And then it never leaves. I've done
0: that her. with guy friends.
3: Are you the first to say it?
0: I probably am. Love you, bro. Yeah, I love you, man. Am. Yeah, I'm fine with the L word.
3: How long does it take for you to drop the L bomb with your man friends?
0: I don't. I don't know. Not too long. <laughs> How pretty... long until you propose to yeah. your man friends? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like a little man love. Yeah, Aww. yeah.
3: Well, I feel like you like deep conversations, and you can't end a deep conversation with like, okay, see you later.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely an outlier. I'm. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm, like, most. I have a lot of, like, atypical male qualities. But yeah. I also have some. Is it atypical? No, I have some typical male qualities. Mm-hmm. And then I have some, like.
3: Yeah, I think more men should say they they love their friends. I think everyone should say they love their friends more often.
0: Yeah. I'm a, my 100%. friends have always been a big part of my life.
3: You get it.
2: You have friends. What, what makes
0: you a great third wheel, Ellie?
2: Like, I think just running with it. If they're. Not pointing it out too much, yeah. or if you do, like doing it briefly and jokingly, because it's like, yeah, if they kiss, especially like I had to learn that as like growing up with my sister, like I can't be in the back seat being like, ew, that's so gross. They're like, holding hands. Just run in with the it. console.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I'm a, roast. Yeah. I got a. I got a. I got. I was a third wheel once and uh, caused a divorce.
3: Okay, messy Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just dropping that us Monday morning. Yeah, what happened?
0: I uh, I was out to dinner with with one, one my buddy and his <laughs> wife, and it was a friend who it was it was right after my first season. Well, this is an interesting night because it was the same night that um, the Duchess from Housewives,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and she was a certain friend, and I was like coming off my season of uh, on Andy season, and like she called me over her table, and. And Sat I, on her lap, and no, and I was—they were all very <laughs> nice, and they all like Yo, you should come to this other place with us, and and I went, and then like her, all her friends were being very nice. I think Diane, Lu- 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 Luann, 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 and then they're like, you should take uh, Luann out, and I'm like, I'm going to Stout, and Stout's <laughs> like, it's a bar, yeah. a, and I'm like, I don't think you want me to take you to Stout. <laughs>
1: you should be like it's so shabby chic hole in the wall
3: (laughs) it's just like ironic you know
0: i have a selfie somewhere of me and her but before before she came up uh my buddy and his wife at the time we were out to dinner and like they they are happily divorced Um,
3: (laughs) they consciously uncoupled
0: my one buddy they were kind of they wouldn't go out a lot and and i always wanted him to like go out more. And so I was kind of being like, yeah, like you should let him go out more. And, and they just kept talking. And the more they talked, they were just kind of admitting that they, like they would get like anxious and, and, and they would admit to like making the other person like, like, well, I don't feel good. So I don't want him to do this. And they would both say that like, they were just kind of talking, owning up to these toxic traits. And I'd been like, guys, can I be honest? Like you kind of sound like heroin addicts to me. Where a couple's like owning that you like do drugs and you don't want your partner to get clean because like then you have to get clean and they were like yeah that kind of sounds like us and like literally like that night they went home and started talking about getting divorced
1: oh you went ask Nick God. on their
0: ass. I went <laughs> ask Nick <on laughs> you
3: asked Nick
0: them so I hard. didn't mean to I was just like guys sounds fucked up. But I, def- yeah. He's just blunt. He's honest. Um, he I wasn't trying it. to. but well, on the
1: topic of advice, we do have our texting office hours caller here. Are you familiar? <gasps> yes.
4: Okay.
0: Let's do it. How's it going?
4: Hey, I'm Lily. I'm 24.
0: Hi, Lily. How can we help?
4: Yeah. So um, I'm calling in because I've been talking to a guy for a while and then it ended. And I'm trying to decide if I should reach back out. To kind of clarify that the door would be open for me in the future or if I should just kind of leave things where they're at and then um, just see if maybe down the line he reaches
0: back. So out. you're not even sure if you should text.
4: Right. Yeah. And then so if, that's you do, you if we do
0: help. text, then we need to come up with a text.
3: Exactly. Why do you want to reach back? Why in your gut are you going back to him?
4: I feel like because things sort of ended in my perspective, more so because of timing rather than compatibility. Hmm. And um, well, why
0: did it? yeah so I'm, Who, who ended it? He did. Okay. Why do you think it was timing?
4: Um, so he's at a place in his life right now that he's very busy with studying for uh, like professional exams for work on top of his normal like day job and i met him at a time where i was really busy so i think it was just we were both really busy and it seems like he wasn't in a position to prioritize a uh, relationship right now how
3: many times did you we hang do. out with him
4: twice but i can give a summary if that helps of kind of the whole situation
0: we might we might backtrack but oh. he writes do you mind me reading okay. it go for it lily i'm so sorry to do this while you are on your trip you were on a trip? My dick.
4: I was on a trip, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lily, I'm so sorry. To,
0: Lily, I'm so sorry to do this while you're on a trip, but I need to get this off my mind. Over the past week or so, I have done some reflection on what I want now. My interest over the last week isn't what it was a couple weeks ago. I have too much going on right now, and I have realized that I need to focus on my exam and moving in with my new roommate. Uh <laughs>
3: I love Nick Snark. I love Nick Snark. I live for it. (laughs) Uh,
0: There is nothing you did. I just have had a a change of mind. Uh, I'm sorry that I will not be going on with this, but I want you to know I enjoy the time that we have talked and got to know each other. I'm sorry if I wasted your time during a time when I was thinking differently for now, but with a lot less going on. I wish you the best of luck with moving forward in your career. And as a great person in general. Wow.
3: Okay. Well. Quite a mature message for him. Very thoughtful. Can I be blunt? Yeah. I think looking back at this, you could see it two ways. One, he's very busy, but he also said his interest has changed. And the second mm-hmm. I see that, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Like you could rose color glasses, glasses, this and be like, oh my God, he has a new roommate. Obviously, he doesn't have time to see me with a new roommate. But it seems like he was really nice. He wasn't feeling it. This is literally like going back in the trash and seeing if it is fresh. It's not. We're done. I'm over him. I'm do- I'm over it. <laughs> I'm I never message him again.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I agree. When breakup texts are like it's like, you know that game two truths and a lie?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so true.
0: You know, when someone breaks up with you, they're always throwing in a couple lies to soften the truth. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. like when I was like the roommate, like he, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. he needs to cultivate <laughs> that relationship and make sure, like okay, he definitely like threw that in. That's a lie.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I have no doubt that he's studying and and busy, but the truth is his feelings have changed. That's the truth.
3: Mm-hmm. Or not that his feelings changed. You did nothing wrong. He was getting to know
0: you and. Well, it, yeah, but you can do nothing wrong and his yeah. feelings can change.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're going to fail, fail fast. This is great. You, you, I just think you need to close the door on this guy to meet someone new because you're wasting your time with this one. And he's actually yeah. doing you a favor being, like, what, do you want to force this for six more months and have it end badly in six months and waste six months of your time? No. And. I think it was very nice of him. He sent this text, and you don't even know the guy that much. We're done. We're over. We're him. over
0: him. We're over but him. Let's, yeah. let's dissect this. Cause yeah. what, what I here's what I suspect after perusing some of these other texts is that he was a very charming and very nice mm. uh, guy off the bat, and said a lot of reassuring, considerate things. And I wouldn't say he did anything wrong. Is that true?
4: Like just reading that text, that that is the the perception you get, mm-hmm. but there was no even doubt before this about how interested he was, and it was almost like as if he How old is this guy? He's twenty three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little he's
0: confused.
4: Also baby, never been in a relationship.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's not necessarily good news.
4: Yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah. So I met him, um, a few months ago on hinge and we had talked for about a month actually before we met in person because he, um, was in between busy seasons at work. So he had a lot more free time and I was very busy at work and also traveling. And so because I was so busy, he had asked if we could talk on the phone and I'm a lot slower to warm. And so, um, I was like, yeah, we'll we'll talk on the phone. And we ended up talking for um, like three hours when I was on the phone home from a road trip. And it come like the conversation flowed very easily. And I was almost surprised by how much like we connected. Uh, and then after that, we were talking pretty consistently, like borderline a little too much for my <laughs> liking, um, like all day and night. And then we finally had our first date and it went really well. It went until like five in the morning Um, And he was very forward of how interested he was. Like, he was saying, like, um, like, I think about you all the time. Like, you check all my boxes. Um, And he had mentioned (laughs) that he was hoping that I was still interested because there were times when I was really busy and, like, taking a while to respond. And he wasn't sure if that was me not being interested or being busy. And so then we had another great day in person And kept talking all the time, Um, but he started, like, studying more for his professional exams um, because he has one coming up, and they last through about January, and so I could tell he was getting more stressed out because he would be falling asleep studying and, like, talking more about, like, work stress and stress with all of these exams, and then um, that's what kind of led to this, like, text from him. But I feel like if I were giving my friends advice, I would have like probably said the same thing Mm -hmm. um, based on that last text. But on previous relationships I've had and people I've talked to, I feel like there's been like things leading up to it where I'm like, oh, this isn't going well or oh, I'm starting to see a lack of interest and there never was that until that text. So I feel like. That's why it's not as black and white from my perspective. Mm. But I understand that last text is very formal and like, almost feels like it was written by someone else. Yeah, I'm like, did every HR other text send that? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually think, as far as breakup texts go, it was pretty solid. Yeah, they're was, not easy to do. Yeah, right. You know, you're yeah. going to disappoint someone. He he was pretty honest. He mm-hmm. threw in like some unnecessary yeah. facts about his relationship <laughs> with his roommate. <laughs> I have but, to
3: work on my new relationship with my
0: roommate. But ultimately it was trying to be pretty clear that like my feelings have changed, which is also not easy to say. Listen, yeah. I I really I get where your head's at. And that's the hard part about like trying to give yourself advice that you would otherwise give your friends because mm-hmm. you're emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ultimately has changed mine and Hannah's opinion. I do think <laughs> uh, we're like
3: the jury, <laughs> and like
0: honestly, we can go fuck ourselves. We're just two yeah. podcast people who like have
3: strong opinions.
0: Have strong opinions, but
3: I have a, a scientific explanation because this is a science podcast. You guys only hung, hung out twice. And I know the feeling um, of like having those amazing talks and feel like you're understanding with someone. And you're going to have that again with more people. I promise you. This was like opening your heart up to it. But if you think about it, you were on a fucking high of adrenaline because he was not available you were not available you both were chasing each other like a drug and you got a hit of it when you first hung out and it was amazing and then you did it again but it really was just the dopamine hit of this like chase you guys had and what you're feeling right now is like yes what you're feeling right now is a post like drug feeling the come down the come down of this high of this intense thing but you guys did not hang out enough for you guys to have like actually a stable, normal connection. It was more this high of finally meeting, um, and you did nothing wrong, but he's not your mans.
0: I I agree.
3: You're feeling a withdrawal of the highs that this dude was giving you, but let's be honest, most of it was virtual. And in person, it was like two bachelor dates. And were, he was really like a two bachelor date yeah. type scenario. I and mean,
0: he's great. I'm reading these texts.
3: Like, <laughs> he's good. He's good at what he does.
0: <laughs> it's the, it's this May 15th conversation for me that really kind of sums up. Uh, he wrote, you were amazing tonight. Let me know when you get home. You hearted that. And then you wrote,
3: just got home. <laughs> Thank you for the loveliest night.
0: It would be like for the people listening. It was thanks, f- thank you, thanks for the loveliest night, Nicholas Vile, uh, Nicholas Joseph,
3: with a little. Um, and then he wrote sp-
0: back, sparkle. "You're welcome, uh, Lily James. <laughs> I will talk to you tomorrow. Good night, smiley face." Like, and you guys are just over the top here. I have
3: two red flags. Yes. I have two red
1: flags. Everything's getting a heart
3: reaction. Yeah, I have two red flags. The like, you were amazing. <laughs> also, if he was a great guy, I'd be like, this is so you, nice. Yeah, what
0: do you mean you were amazing? You were amazing. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I feel like that is such a fucking line. You were amazing. Not, uh, notice how he's not saying, like, we, we had a great like, time. We together. It was like, you nailed it. Like, you were. Also, when he when he said, you check all the boxes off my list, I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. I
1: am not a salad at Hale and Heart. Like, exactly. <laughs> I hate that you check boxes
3: off my list as if like this is a fucking interview, and I'm trying to hit this ideal woman that you have in your head. I fuck. I don't like that.
0: Also, the fact that he's never really had a girlfriend, I think that's that's what's causing the big disconnect for you, because like that's you're you're, you're experiencing a disconnect, right? But I think the disconnect is uh, its origin story is because he doesn't have a lot of experience, and I think what you have here is a guy who like who doesn't know a lot. And while we're nitpicking some of the things he says, it sounds like maybe he's like a pretty decent guy who's trying to figure out this dating thing. And he's trying to say and do the right things. And he probably had a really nice time with you. And so what did he do? He wanted to express that. And he thought to himself, how would a guy express a really nice time? And what he did, what the mistake he made is he did it a little too much. He was a little over the top. He Mm -hmm. was a little too grandiose Mm -hmm. uh, at the risk of not sounding like, yeah, it was fun. You know? Yeah, like
3: he didn't mean it in a in a mean or like a manipulative way. Yeah, he's
0: not like lo- you know, he's not love bombing you, anyone else yeah. listening,
3: but I also you got excited. Maybe because I'm 30 and I'm exhausted, but what I'm trying to say to you is right now you want some closure. You want some closure or to be like, are you sure? is basically what you're doing. You're basically like, are you sure? When you start d- like me dating when I turned 30, I was like, I deserve a guy who does not prioritize his new roommate over me. And will find the time and will and will not break up with me over being busy. And I think that's what helps you sleep at night because this guy might be great for you. And I'm not saying you didn't have great chemistry for him because you're going to have great great chemistry with so many men in your life. You're going to have so many good dicks in your life. But I do have to say you deserve a guy who does not break up with you last second and switch so quickly. I don't like that at all. And your
0: response was perfect too, by the way.
3: Oh my God, what a classy bitch! You wrote,
0: "I understand. Thanks for letting me know. I really enjoyed getting to know you too, and I wish you the best of luck with your exams and and the move." So, like, you weren't, you didn't give him any reason to not reach out if he changed his mind. You weren't rude. Okay. You weren't mean. You didn't like. Mm-hmm. You You sounded like someone who's like, Yeah, thanks for letting me know." You were totally mature about it. You didn't. You didn't like panic or. You know, so like if this guy changed his mind, he has ever reason to hang, reach back out to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I okay, don't. F- that,
4: that answers my question because I was kind of like I'm still dating other people. Like, I'm talking yes. to other people. I'm that. not like like stopping my life for this or anything. But I just kept my like thinking back kind of like, wow, those were like good dates. We had good conversations. Mm-hmm. Just wondering if I like maybe seemed to. Like cold during the last interaction. Oh or no, you but, were
3: beautiful. Yeah. You were understanding. <laughs> you were concise. You could have sent a whole long text like, "This is crazy." He, the door is wide open for him, and you've yeah. done all you can do. You've put, you've been kind, respectful, and
0: great. You, the first words out of your mouth were, "I understand." You empathized with him. Uh, like I don't think uh, that that's a really small thing that goes a long way. I don't think a lot of people do. Most people would say, I don't understand.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Yeah, Like you're a Pisces, I'm a Scorpio. This is supposed to work out. What are you talking about? You know?
0: And you were just like, Oh, I understand. And he was probably very nervous about sending this. He like thanked you for understanding. He then said, I I thank you for understanding. I really appreciate it. Like Mm -hmm. he was worried. About what how you would feel. He was worried about hurting your feelings. You empathized with him. You've definitely cultivated a safe space for him to reach out if he's interested. Yeah. When one person yeah. bows out after a couple dates. Yeah. Like that's usually just means they they aren't that interested. I
3: also would say a simple way moving forward is like when guys tell you something, just take it for what it is. Just Don't try to read between the lines, think of what he's probably wants to say, think of what he's struggling with. No no no. Over the past few weeks. My interest has gone down, and that's, that's all you have. Listen to him. Yeah, hear him for what he says, and it's not your job to figure him out.
0: Because like the in an alternate universe, he just ghosts you. So like we gotta right. give him some credit for just trying to be honest and upfront. Yeah, but that's not to be confused with confusion on his part. Yeah, he's, he's not confused.
3: Yeah. And it's not your job to change his mind or force it or find the divine timing when the moon is in, you know, retrograde. You listen to what he say and respect it like you did. And you don't have to change anything.
0: I I would give you an A plus on how you handled it. Totally. Because It was honestly hot. Like, I'm attracted to you. Your response was perfect. (sighs) You're still dating. Like, there were so many worse ways to respond to this. So any any further response would I we're gonna have to deduct from that A yeah. Plus. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna keep it at an A plus.
4: Yeah. And when you to... feel
3: have that like thought loop of missing him, treat it like a drug. You're you're missing that high, but it's purely yeah. a high. I'm telling you, of of a chemistry reaction. Oh, it's a
0: drug that you're getting off. Also, you don't even know the more you got to know him, how much you would like about him. Like that's a problem yeah. with like someone ending it after the first couple yes. of days. Yes. Those are the hardest. It's because now they take that opportunity for you to further get to know him and he broke up with he broke up with you he ended it at a time where you were feeling pretty good so it almost like freezes time
3: mm-hmm. with the yeah. potential phase. with the
0: potential of what you think they could yes. be and you're yeah. locked into that potential <laughs> of what they am, and that that's not who yeah, he is yeah you
3: didn't get to date him and see all the shitty sides to him you just have this fantasy so, of what he is in your head exactly
0: so, so yeah, that's, of,
3: i think the hardest
4: part is like i didn't even get to see it crash and burn Yes. Just, so. just
0: have that recognition that uh, when you when you are sad or you're missing those First couple dates, it's like it's not him you were missing. And to Hannah's point, just keep going out there, and you're gonna date a couple frogs. You'll have more bad dates than good ones, but you're you're, you're gonna have another nice date.
3: You saw yeah. the best version yeah. of him, probably, and, and it goes downhill from there. Facts. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm
3: gonna, this, I
4: mean, to keep that line in my mind. Hell yeah, downhill from that
3: version of him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully this was helpful.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: It was really helpful. Thank you both. This All has right. been perfect. <laughs> Take
0: care.
3: Oh my God, I love giving advice with Nick.
0: Hannah, thanks for coming.
3: Oh my God, what a joy. This went by so fast. I love talking shit with you guys. What a pleasure. So much fun. Uh,
0: where can my audience find you?
3: Oh my gosh. Well, go to hannahburn.com. I have dates coming up. I'm going to Madison and Milwaukee. Right, yeah. I'll be in Chicago. When are you going to Milwaukee? Um, I think in October. I should mm-hmm. know these things, but it'll be a good time. Um, have some cheese curds.
0: How do you spell your last name?
3: B-E-R-N-E-R. Okay. And check out my podcast, Burning in Hell, where it talks to people about mental health comedy shit, and Giggly Squad with my best friend, Paige DeSorbo, my bestie.
0: All right. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> it's always a pleasure. And it's nice, <laughs> also nice you. to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you for the first <laughs> time. <laughs> I actually love that shit because I'm usually the other one who's like, oh... Sorry, you forget people's names and shit. Yeah. my facial recognition. Has That's gone why Nick down likes now. me
3: because I play hard to get with him. Uh, I have no respect for him. That's why he likes <laughs> me.
0: No, it, and what it is is you don't require my validation.
3: We oh, gotta stop. And I, I do. And I tried to make you laugh this whole time,
0: and I really like that. Are we in love? No, yeah, but we can be friends.
3: Besties. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> nah. I have a small circle.
0: Uh, (laughs) thanks thanks for listening guys oh my god Uh, bye Bye. (laughs)